live from the PSG studios in fabulous Paris, France, it's Who Wants to Coach Us? Woo, yeah, woo! Antonio Conte, come on down! Andres Villaboa, come on down! Luis Enrique, come on down! And Mauricio Pochettino, come on down! Woo! Yeah! Woo! You are the first four contestants on Who Wants to Coach Us? And here's your hosts, PSG Talk contributors Eduardo Razzo and Mark Damon. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Woo-hoo! Yeah! All right! Woo! Yeah! Hello, listeners. This is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and I am joined today by PSG Talk contributor Eduardo Razzo on a Who Wants to Coach Us edition of PSG Small Talk. We will run down all of the potential candidates for the next head coach of Paris Saint-Germain, their positives, their negatives, who we would pick in a perfect world, and who we would settle for in a practical one. So sit back. And enjoy! So, Eddie, how does it feel to co-host on Who Wants to Be Our Coach? Oh, I feel like uh, we're both uh, Drew Carey and Bob Barker just listing off names that we hear almost every day and welcoming every coach that he's either a high-profile coach, you know, into the room now. So, yeah, and... It's been an interesting uh, couple of weeks since the Real Madrid uh, loss in the Parc des Princes because you knew once that game was over that uh, Unai Emery was gone. And I think at this point, it's pretty much an open secret that he's gone. I don't think the players are even, you know, Munye even went out in an interview and said that he was gone. So before we start talking about the new coaches, let's do a quick little obituary of Unai Emery. So, Eddie, your opinions on the, um, your general opinion on what kind of job Unai Emery did as a coach, and anything else you want to kind of throw in about the Unai Emery era, such as it was? Uh, where should we start with this? I mean, I mean, he, he, he didn't do a bad job, uh, domestically he hasn't done a bad job domestically but his the expectations were champions league or bust you know over the next over the last two seasons and he hasn't delivered i 
I'm not sure if money was an issue when they brought him in, but I, I guess they wanted to give him, you know, wanted to give a, I guess a mid, a mid team or mid club uh, manager a chance to see if he could break through. You know, um, a lot of clubs usually give, you know, their legends or or, or, or managers that they're comfortable with, you know, a chance. Um, but in the end, giving they they, they set up Unai Emery to almost fail with the the expectations that he's never you know dealt with at Sevilla it's always been Europa League and try to squeeze it into the Champions League you know when he moved to PSG those expectations quadrupled and and it's just it, it, for him it it was it was he was you know overwhelmed with you know with what they wanted out of him yeah and I think. Part of the reason he got the job in the first place, and it was pretty obvious that he was not their first uh, preferred choice. I think their first choice was Simeone from Atletico Madrid. And when I think they realized that that wasn't going to happen, they settled for, I believe, their second choice. And if you think about it at the time, Unai Emery is not a bad hire. This was not sort of PSG hiring somebody that everyone knew was going to do a bad job, but for some reason, you know, Nasser Al-Khalifi liked him or something, or there was some weird reason they hired him, or it was a budgetary thing. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think they saw a guy who'd won three straight Europa Leagues with not exactly the greatest talent on earth. It was good talent, but it wasn't, you know, world-class talent or anything on that team, that Sevilla team. So... Get him to Paris, give him a bunch of really good players, let him put his system in, and let him try to take PSG tactically past where they had been with Laurent Blanc. And not to belabor this point, because I've said it in a lot of podcasts, but Emery lost the team. He lost it pretty much from the beginning. And for a lot of the time, he was ineffectual. And I like Unai Emery as a human being. I think he, he never threw players under the bus. He never made the game about himself he was always sort of reserved and he always gave credit to the players he's a guy that I think as a player you would go okay I like this guy I you know he's a good guy he's a good human being but he's just not PSG coach material he's not a guy especially when he kind of capitulated at the beginning of his tenure to go away from the 4-2-3-1 that he liked to play in back to the 4-3-3 that the PSG players wanted, I think one of the things I'll say is I think he gets a bad rap from the fan base. I think he's treated way... And, and it, it's, a, it's professional, so they can handle it. But I think they're too cruel to him. I think a lot of the fan base doesn't sort of get the big picture here and kind of see that Emery was always sort of in a bad position with the transfer windows and just, you know, being put in a situation where he's got to coach Neymar in his first year when Neymar's getting adjusted to the surroundings. So he was never really set up, but it's still clear that he should not be the coach. And in the end of May, he won't be. So now we go to our little game show here of who wants to coach our team. And we're going to go with 10 possible candidates. And I believe that the next coach of Paris Saint-Germain is going to be one of these 10 people. Now, to varying degrees, 
of likelihood, but these are all names that have been linked at one point or another in the next year, some very loosely and some more um, directly. So we're going to welcome in our first contestant, um, and we will go to our game show uh, disembodied voice to bring that person on. Well, thank you. It is Jose Mourinho, who is 55 years old from Setúbal, Portugal. Multiple Champions League victories with Porto, Inter, and Chelsea. And he is currently the coach at Manchester United. Well, thank you, disembodied voice. Ed, what are the positives of Jose Mourinho becoming the PSG coach? Well, he has the pedigree that they're looking for. Obviously, he's you know won a champ. He's won a, a champ or multiple Champions League twice. Two of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he has uh, a lot of uh, trophies to his name that, or to his resume, um, that will entice PSG to try to lure him away from Manchester United. Um, and to be honest, that's all I can think about right now because I, I, I'm not sure this season is is the right season to go after him. But I'm gonna uh, make way into the negatives that I that, that for me is why I I wouldn't want him as my manager or for PSG. Um, but I, the way we we were just talking about not Emery not you know uh, throwing the players under the bus. Um, I feel like who, uh, Jose Mourinho likes to do that, or I'm not sure if he likes to do that or or does that on purpose. But I'm I think he takes some pleasure in it. Yeah, <laughs> the last few weeks um, uh, he's had a I'm not sure if there's a rift between him and Pogba or Paul Pogba, but um, I, I I I just don't like when um, for me personally when the club likes to air or a manager likes to air out the dirty laundry in the media and, and it creates a toxic environment. Um, yeah. so, you know, it, just, it turns into a circus and, and I mean, we already see that sometimes at PSG, um, you know, there's, I think if they bring in Jose Mourinho, it will be, you know, it will be on steroids um, with the amount of, uh, you know, just like last weekend, he had a 10 minute press conference saying that the loss to Sevilla wasn't his fault or, or something along those lines. And so, um, I mean, there is positive. He has the, the pedigree that they want, and he has no nonsense. I mean, he'll 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 do it his way, um, and won't and won't bend down to the players. So that's what that's what's good about him. Yeah. But in the end, I feel like more there's more negative than or the, the negatives outweigh the positives for me. Well, yeah, and there, there's way more negatives in this case, and I'll be quick on this one because it's not going to happen. That's why he's the first one up because we can get rid of him pretty quickly. Um, he's not a player's, he's not a player's manager in a way that would be acceptable to the, um, players at PSG who have the most political power. Now, it's not to say that PSG don't need a good kick in the ass, but Mourinho is in that really extreme category of, this is about me, I'm going to make it about me. And... PSG are too much of a wobbly ship right now to just throw another sort of wild card into the situation. And it's been reported that the players don't want him, the PSG players don't want him there. Neymar does not want him to be there. And that really what matters in this situation. Yeah. Um, 
And quite frankly, his style of football is antiquated. Now, it can be effective, but in 2018, his style is not appeasing to people. And Paris Saint-Germain is a club that, to be effective in the marketplace and survive as a top club, it has to win, but it also has to look good doing it. Or at least look fairly good enough. And watching Mourinho's Manchester United against Sevilla, they were too defensive. And they were defensive to a comical degree. And I'm sorry, the PSG fan base will not accept that. So I think we can cross Mourinho off the list. He's not going to be the coach. Let's move on to contestant number two, disembodied voice. All the way from Brazil, it's Tite. He's 56 years old from Caios do Sol, Brazil. He's never coached in Europe and is currently the Brazilian national team manager. Well, thank you again, disembodied voice. Tite, it came up once, and it was one of the wild Brazil rumors, so we'll take it for what it's worth. Let's shoot this down in two minutes or less. Why would Tite be a bad choice to be the manager of Paris Saint-Germain? Uh, well, let's see, where can we start with that? Um, I, I think um, he's never coached in Europe, so... There you go. <laughs> you know, that's the, yeah, that's the one thing. That's one thing. Um, and, and I don't think he personally wants to leave Brazil, so, I mean, look, look at his coaching while it's all, it's all, you know, pretty much teams from Brazil, so I think he's comfortable, you know, living and coaching in Brazil and I don't think at fifty six years old, I think there's a time time frame, you know, that that coaches might say, you know what, I, I think I'll just, you know, spend the rest of my coaching days here and, you know, not venture out. So, you know, I think at close to sixty, I think, you know, he'll probably enjoy coaching Brazil for as long as he, I think if, if he makes a, I think he actually wins the World Cup, he can coach uh, Brazil for, for as long as he wants. And I think after that, he'll just, he'll just remain in Brazil. I, I, I don't think I'll see, see this actually happening. Yeah, and I mean, the, again, it was sort of a, it was one of those rumors that comes out of Brazil where you really question it. But to do due diligence, let's just play it out. Yeah. So the idea that Tite would leave a cushy Brazil job to go coach at PSG at 56 years old just so he could coach Neymar, it doesn't make any sense. And I think the Neymar conspiracy theory people would say, well, Neymar would want to get his guy in. And I think that'll play into a little bit of what we're going to talk about with Enrique. But, I mean, this would just be another level of... Um, nepotism's not the right word, but, you know, it, it becomes all about... Neymar, and I think it, even for yeah. me, that's a little too much Neymar than I could handle. Yeah. So, Tite is off the list. There's two down, eight to go. On to our next contestant. It's all the way from Buenos Aires, Brazil. It's Diego Simeone, 47 years old. He's a two-time Champions League finalist, a league winner with Atletico Madrid, and currently the coach of Atletico Madrid. Diego Simeone. He was my pick two years ago. He's who I wanted. I think that Diego Simeone is a really good combination of people person and tactical coach. Are his teams the most tactically um, diverse? No, they are not. 
They play a 4-4-2. They tend to like to play on the counter. It's a little different than what PSG are used to doing. But here's a guy that gets the most out of the least. Atletico Madrid's a team with talent, but they're not a team with transcendent talent. And he's been a player in Europe for a good five years now. And if it were possible, I still think he's one of my top choices. Now, the negative with all of this is I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I think he likes where he is. And it would take a lot of money to get him out. And you wouldn't want a guy who came to coach a team mainly because you paid him the most money. And could he recreate the magic that he's had at Atletico Madrid with more um, dynamic playmakers? Would he change his style? Would there be a different sort of mentality that he would bring? So I throw it to you, Eddie. What are your thoughts on Diego Simeone? And while he's not right now a much-talked-about candidate, um, let's do our due diligence. Would he be a good candidate yeah. for this job? I think he would be. Yeah, no, he's uh, I, you know, I, he's one of my top three candidates that I would like to see coach PSG. Um, like you just stated, you know, he, he prefers a four-four-two, uh, yeah, four-four-two uh, uh, formation. Um, his team is normally hardworking and they're defensive-minded and well-organized. Uh, I know doing a little bit of research on him or more in-depth research, I know um, he doesn't play the most uh, sexiest um, of, of football, but it is effective. And 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 he, you know, he has he shows a little. You know, he I think he's won La Liga at least once since he's been to Atletico. He's gone to the Champions League final. And, and, you know, he, he has the pedigree that, that PSG is looking for as well. Like, I mean, he doesn't have the, 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 the cabinet full of trophies, but he's that lower tier coach that has um, done it with less. I mean, Atletico isn't going to spend like their counterparts in Real, but uh, under Ciamoni, they, they, they put up a fight with the two, you know, they're, 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 they're that that um, underdog role. They play that underdog role pretty well um, like considering the their, their, the budget compared to the Barca's and the Real's of the world. And I would like, you know, I would like for him to come obviously because he he's a defensive-minded coach um, and that's what PSG means. They need, like, like you stated, like, I think two podcasts ago, they need to learn how to defend and yeah. Simone would, would, would obviously bring that and would install his his brand of, of football. And, and that would be the hope. But you'd also have to think that with a different type of offensive attack than he, than he has at Atletico Madrid right now, he would adjust, and he would change some of the things that he does. But I really do think a key is to just get a guy in who knows how to coach a defense under pressure and under stress and get those guys to be sort of in sync. A lot of the times PSG's defensive back line just isn't in sync in the right way that it should be. And you can see when a good team defensively has it all together and they know how to move together, they know how to back each other up, 
And in big games, it just looks like this PSG back line have been thrown together. Even with Silva, who's had years of experience, and Marquinhos, who's been there for a long time, in those big games, they just don't seem to be on the same page. Now, as I've said, Simeone is not really a candidate that I think has a real chance, just because I I don't think he'll leave. But I'll put him in a category where he's one of my top... um, in a perfect world picks. Now, yeah, yeah. on to another candidate, and we will bring back the disembodied voice to introduce candidate number four. It's Leonardo Jardim. He's 43 years old from Barcelona, Venezuela. Yes, there is a place called Barcelona, Venezuela. He's won League One. He's a Champions League semifinalist and currently has AS Monaco in second place. In the league behind PSG is Leonardo Jardim. And this was reported, I think, by Canal Plus. So it's a legitimate rumor. Yeah. Is Jardim a... Is he a legitimate candidate for this job? Um, Or is he just a name that's on the list? I think the latter. I think he's just a name on the list. But, I mean, he wouldn't be a bad, a terrible candidate. I mean, he'd be in the, I think, second tier of if we can't get our guy, or, you know, can't get our guy, but that maybe, you know, they'll take a look at what he's done with, with um, Monaco and say, you know what, let's, let's see if this works. Um, but, what I mean, what I do like about him is that, considering not what PSG's going to have to deal with when it comes to financial fair play, they're not going to be doing, they're not going to be doing a lot of sending, so they're going to have to rely on, on a lot of youth players like, you know, Tim Weah and Jardine, you know, he, he he's uh, helped develop a lot of, you know, a lot of young talent on Monaco, so that would be one of the positives, you know, from my point of view, if they were to actually bring him in, that, you know, he would help a lot of the youth players that they'll have to be calling up or at least, you know, maybe give a chance. Um, he'll probably know how to use them, what's their strengths, maybe what's their weaknesses or what they need to work on. So from my point of view, that's that's one of the the, the positives. The negative is that, again, this is a, a, another coach that, um, that probably isn't their guy and they'll have to be settling. Um, I mean, aside from his League One title that he won last year, um, his again his pedigree doesn't. Um, there's not much to 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 prop up. I mean, he's he made a deep run in the Champions League final last year, um, but aside from that, it's it's, it's just. Um, I mean, not not my first, second, or third choice would probably if I had to settle. He would probably be one of the guys. Yeah, if he. If he ends up being the coach, I will not be devastated by that because there's a lot of potential in him. He can coach young players. He can coach older players. He's coached Falcao pretty well. He can, again, another guy who can get more out of less. And I think he would... I, and, and here's the thing about that, though, which I think is a, a positive and a negative. You don't know the relationship he has with Kylian Mbappe. And in August of last year, I think that relationship kind of went sour a bit with a lot of sort of behind-the-scenes dealings happening. Jardim benched him for a while. 
before he got transferred to PSG. So, while the rumor is credible, I'm not sure that the personalities fit necessarily with what PSG would want. And I'm not sure they would want a guy who's that sort of, I wouldn't say abrasive, but he's a guy who shows his emotions. And PSG, I think, is very much a club about not having a coach show that kind of negativity on his face and his body language. Conte, it's a little different. Conte's more celebratory. You don't really see him sort of show his disgust as much at the players. I think Jardim, to get the most out of his youth, has to be sort of like a like an academy coach in a way. And just the sense that you have to be, you have to coach, you have to develop. And I think if Jardim's going to leave Monaco, I think he's going to leave for a job. Not, let, let's say theoretically if Pochettino left uh, Tottenham. I would think Jardim would be a really good guy to put in that Tottenham team if you felt that it still needed a year or two of seasoning and cooking. Now, another team Jardim could go to would be one of the Serie A teams. I think he would do well in the Serie A. I think he could defend enough. I think his defensive style and countering style could work there. I think he's a coach that you have to look out for in the future. I just don't think PSG is the place for them to do that. So, on to our fifth candidate. He's Antonio Conte, the Spitfire Italian, 48 years old, from Lecce, Italy. He's coached Juventus. He's coached the Italian national team. And he is the current coach of Chelsea Football Club. He is a league champion four times over. Back to you, Mark. Well, thank you. Antonio Conte, a favorite about two weeks ago. Now he's not so much of a favorite. It kind of shows how quickly the news cycle has uh, has accelerated over the years. I mean, literally about a week and a half ago, Conte was the favorite for this job. Now he's not the favorite for this job. There's a chance he goes back to the Italian national team, which I think would be a good fit for him. Now, on previous shows, I've talked about Antonio Conte at length. So I'm going to give you the floor on this one, Eddie. Antonio Conte, yay or nay? Yay. Um, like you stated, like uh, I'll, I'll cite you from like previous podcasts. He would give PSG a kick in the rear end. Um, he, he's uh, he's he's tough on his players, but he's not the Jose Mourinho tough. So so you know he, that's why he's shelf. I mean he's tough. But that's why he has a short shelf life. I mean, I think the most he's ever coached uh, usually lasts maybe a couple, you know, a couple years, maybe three, three seasons at a at a club before he moves on to his next to his next challenge. But he would be for me the second choice um, uh, for PSG manager. But obviously, like you said, as soon as the Chelsea Barca game was about to be over, you know, he was the favorite to to, to go to PSG. You know, now a week and a half, two weeks later, he's rumored to be headed back to Italy for the national team. But I would like to see his uh, 
I'm curious to see his, I, I, I would like to see his formation, his uh, three four two one formation. Um, a lot of, from what I, when I was doing a, lot, a little bit of research here, um, a lot of Premier League teams are trying to, to emulate his, his formation or copy it. Um, I guess it's a copycat league there. Um, but, you know, three, three center backs will be an interesting watch um, and just see how, how he could do with, uh, with better skilled players with Neymar and Mbappe. Um, and, and, it, and I think that's about it that I can go at length. And yeah, yeah. and here's the here's the difference between Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho. Conte is the parent who, when you do something wrong, will take you aside and he'll try to explain to you why you did that wrong, and encourage you to do it better the next time. Jose Mourinho is the type of parent that if you break the vase, is going to lock you in your room for a couple of days and not talk to you. (laughs) That's sort of the difference between the two. They're both abrasive and fiery, but one is more um, compassionate. And that's why I kind of like Antonio Conte. He's passionate about it. Mourinho is cerebral. He's kind of dark in the way he goes about things. Conte, is a, when, he's, when he's engaged, is about life and vitality and aggression and that pure release of joy. Which is why, if the choice is between going to PSG and coaching the Italian national team again, if I'm Conte, I really don't think about that. I take that Italy job. Because it fits into exactly what I think he does best, which is he's tactically good enough in the international game where he's not going to get outclassed by European managers. Because, again, national team coaching is a lot different than uh, club coaching. It's less rigorous. It's more about managing people. And I think those players would like to play for him um, eight times a year, as opposed to 38 times or 50 times a year. But I still think he, and I still, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, he has a way of, Worrying out, you know, like I said, he has a shelf life. So he has a, he has a, a, a he has a way of worry, worrying out his welcome on his players. So I, I, I mean, I believe he'll probably end up picking the national team. But personally, like I said, I would, I would like to see him coach at PSU. Yeah. So I, I think right now we'd say Conte is a, for both of us, maybe not for anybody else, but for both of us, he's a popular, I think, a good choice. But right now, it does not seem particularly likely. Let's move on to candidate number six. He is also from Italy. He's 58 years old. He's won three Champions League titles and been to four finals. He is also the only man on this list that formerly coached at Paris Saint-Germain. He is currently unemployed. His name is Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. Former PSG coach, back when they were trying to build the team up from scratch, really wasn't given a lot of time to implement what he wanted. It'd be a chance for him to get something right that he'd gotten wrong or that the situation had gotten wrong. Decently respected. He kind of got ran out of Bayern, but I think um, I think Bayern was an interesting situation and in that I just don't think his temperament fit with that group of players. 
Ancelotti, very hands-off. Um, I'd say in that way, sort of similar to Blanc, but with a lot more of a pedigree. Would it be the smartest decision to bring back a former coach with that type of with those types of credentials and if so do you think that he would have any better success the second time around um no I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of recycling coaches. I mean, I'm not, that's just my personal choice or belief. Um, but let's start out with the positives of what he'll bring. Obviously, he has the pedigree, as you mentioned. He's won a, a couple of Champions Leagues uh, with Real and Milan. Um, like you said, he, um, he he was helping, he was an instrumental part of getting this uh, the project, uh, this new uh, PSG was taken over by QSI to help, you know, build the club up, uh, you know, to be one of the top clubs in Europe. And and obviously, his, he didn't last that long here. And so, you know, like you said, he, met, he went out to Bayern where, I think if I'm not mistaken, you know, he lost he lost uh, the room or the, or the players just had enough of him. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's one or the other, but... Um, that after that three nothing loss, that ironically PSG to PSG, you know that's when you know he he was stacked. But I mean he has he has the pedigree, which I'll I'll, I'll mention again. But for me, there's a lot more negatives to him. Um, from what I found out, um, he he doesn't work well with young players. From what I from what I read. The only two young players that he's ever trusted, maybe you can correct me, or one of the young players that he's trusted was Verratti. Yeah. And and after that, you know, like, I'm going to go back to his buyer time. They bought uh, Renato Sanchez, and he hardly ever used him. And I guess, you know, if you want to go in Kingsley Coleman as well, you know, a lot of the young players that they wanted into, they wanted to interrogate into the club or into the squad, he rarely used them. And... Uh, and for PSG, you know, like I said, they're 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 gonna they're gonna see a little bit of a youth movement coming in, and how will Ancelotti play a part in this? Will he trust them? Will he just you know leave them on the bench, you know, to to rot like he did Sanchez or loan them out? So to me, like I like I want a coach that works well with the veteran players as well as the young you know the young players. So for me, despite like that, I that would I would be a no guy for him. Yeah, and it's a rule with um it's a rule with potato chips and it's a rule with coaches. You don't double dip. You 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 don't go back to something that you tried before. Now, if it was really successful, you might like yeah, Chelsea yeah. tried with Jose Mourinho. But I just find the Ancelotti um. I just find that rumor kind of uninspired. I think it would be a completely uninspiring pick. I think it would be a admission by PSG that uh, there's no sort of um, outside-the-box thinking and that we're just going to kind of go to what we know and Ancelotti's not going to screw it up too badly, but he's not going to really do much either. It... I, I I can't find a real positive for why you would want to bring him back. 
And I don't think he seems to have much interest in coming back. So I think in that way, the feeling is kind of mutual between the two parties. So again, we do our due diligence. We go through all of these names. And I think one of the rumors uh, emanating from Paris United Six was that Thiago Silva wanted to bring him back. Now, I, don't, I think Thiago Silva has pull. I don't think he has that much pull. No, no. So, despite what Thiago Silva may or may not want, I I don't find Ancelotti to be a legitimate um, candidate yeah. or a choice. So, now that we're kind of at the halfway point, we're going to go to the four candidates. And this is just my, my thought, unless something weird happens in the next two months, somebody gets fired unexpectedly or whatever, which could still happen, but... Yeah, yeah. I think I these know. are the four names that are the four names. I think the next coach yeah. of Paris Saint-Germain will be one of these next four people. So let's start with the first one, and let's go to our disembodied game show voice. It's all the way from Murphy, Argentina. He's a former PSG captain and coach of Tottenham Hotspur. It's Mauricio Pochettino. Mauricio Pochettino. The sexy PSG Twitter pick. There are people on PSG Twitter with their uh, avis uh, that are just pictures of Mauricio Pochettino back when he had more hair. Um, I think there's some fever dreams about what PSG would be like under Mauricio Pochettino. It's almost a subculture at this point. Can we, are we going to fan the flames of Mauricio Pochettino to PSG, or are we going to throw cold water on it? Eddie, I think you know my opinion. What's yours? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to slightly disagree with you, because I think Mauricio Pochettino will be fine. No, please, don't let, don't let my opinion of Pochettino <laughs> cloud your judgment. Go right on ahead. I love, I love, I mean, I, I, I tend to watch Spurs a lot, you know, like, you know, us living in the U.S., we get a ton of Premier League shoved down our throat. Yeah. So it, it's hard not to notice the, he, I, I would use that word, sexy is the way to describe, you know, the way just his, his squads play. Um, it's just, it's just, they, they, it's a sexy style that, that Paris would, it would just be, I would love to see that. Um, I mean, he would obviously have better players than he does at, at Tottenham. Um, and I, and it's just, I think this, this, this romantic vibe that, that it, when it comes to football and old players coming back to coach, you know, their former club, it's just, that's one of the, the, the you know, supporters love to romanticize in that. They, they, I mean, you see it with Real, you know, Zidane played there, now he's managing there. So I think PSG would, or, you know, support others that are, other, you know, supporters that are, are, have Pochettino really, really high. I mean, I have him high, but not as high as, as others. You know, I'm not going as far as making him my avi. Um, but I mean, he, they see what he does at Tottenham and the way his clubs play. But, you know, going to the cons about him is just that he hasn't produced, a, you know, any silverware. He yeah. hasn't... N- hasn't n- not a single one. You know, yeah. Yeah, not a single one. And then that last game against 
Juventus where, you know, they, I don't want to say they PSG'd it, but they... They mini-PSG'd it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's just, you know, they, they, they are you going to sacrifice, you know, trying to win some kind of silverware or, you know, how PSG wants to eventually hold that, that Champions League trophy and, and settle just for, for being, you know, runners up all the time, which Tottenham is, if, if they're always either running up or, I mean, they're a runner up or they're not good enough and, and, and just be content with playing, you know, beautiful, sexy, you know, a style of football. And I mean, I'm, I would, I wouldn't be opposed to him and I would welcome it. Um, he's not, I guess he's like my, he's in my top three. He's my, 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 he's my second choice. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say on that on that front. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. He he comes to PSG and he brings a four two three one. So let's say theoretically your back line is pretty much the same. Maybe add a different left back. Let's say your two midfielders are Verratti and Rabio or Verratti and Lachelso, Whatever. What is your what is who are who's in the three? And then who's that lone striker? And you can pick people that are not currently on PSG right now, if you want. Yeah. Um, well, well, I, I, I'm, I'm keen on having Cavani still for another season. Okay. So, I mean, but like you said, he's not. I mean, I don't like. He's not very good off the ball. Um, if he's neutralized, you know, he tends to. He doesn't tend to be that engaged. Well, he he has to get he has uh, he has yeah. to get service. Yeah, he's not yeah. gonna he's he's not as good in the link up. And here's the difference. And I, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just kind of got a thought in my head on this one. Um, the thing with the thing with uh, Cavani that's different than let's say Harry Kane right now. Harry Kane is integral in Tottenham's build up play. And he's a player that can go into the midfield and can link up with Deli Ali and Christian Eriksen and uh, Human Song. And you have a striker that's really dynamic in that way. Cavani is at the point right now in his career where he's just more of a box striker. He can make great runs off the shoulder, but part of what's going to happen, and I'll give you kind of my three, which would probably be some combination of Neymar, Mbappe, Neymar, Mbappe, and Draxler. Yeah. Or Di Maria, depending on which one they keep. And then Cavani up top. I think the issue with Poch, and I've talked about my issues with Poch, I think people think that he's Pep Guardiola. That it's Pep all over again, and that if he comes to PSG, he'll just revolutionize the way PSG play. And... I just don't see that. I don't see him being able to translate exactly what they do at Tottenham to what PSG are capable of doing in the style of play that PSG have. I think PSG are more direct than Tottenham. I think eventually, if things go well, I think PSG can become one of those great... um, They can be Real Madrid-esque in their ability to sort of be balanced enough in their attack and counter and defensively. I think what 
Pochettino benefits from is a lot of kind of... I think he benefits from Harry Kane. I think, and this is part of a debate that you can have, which is, did Pochettino make Harry Kane or did Harry Kane make Mauricio Pochettino? And when you split the two up and Harry Kane goes somewhere and Pochettino goes somewhere else, is Pochettino's system that I think is really reliant on Harry Kane's versatility, is it good enough? Is his fundamental uh, way he coaches, is it good enough to translate into something else, into a bigger club with bigger expectations of what they can do and less patience. Will yeah, is is there patience to let Pochettino sort of remake the squad? Because if Pochettino becomes the coach, they're going to have to do some uh, remakes of that squad. Marco Verratti does not fit into what Pochettino wants to do. Neither does, um, to a certain extent, neither does Kylian Mbappe, unless he can become a Harry Kane-like striker. Like Mbappe on the wing with a Pochettino system, I'm not sure that's going to necessarily work because his wingers are more direct runners at runners at goal, and the the sort of the flair comes from Eriksson and Kane in the middle. So are those guys on the wings? Is he gonna is Mbappe gonna be good in a system where on the wing he's gonna have to be more direct? We'll see. Do you think Poch would leave Tottenham though? Your honest opinion. Do you no. think Do you think he would no. leave, or should he leave? No, that's, that's, no, that's like that, that's the double edged sword for my opinion. Why I'm not having the flames with the like crazy here, like some some other uh, like like you see on PSG Twitter. Um, yes, it's just it's a cushy. It, it, his his job is really cushy. I mean, I don't see like rumors of him being stacked. Even though they've gone from second place, finish, you know, finishing second last year, now down to fourth, I think for for them, it's just you know, beat Arsenal, get into the Champions League, and hope for the best. I mean, at PSG, that just wouldn't fly. Like, yeah, it, it, like you said, it, it's would he be able to handle a job with so much pressure that he personally never dealt with? Um, yes. you know, he's gone from he's gone from Espanol to. Southampton. Southampton to to Tottenham, so it's not like he has experience um, coaching a, a, a high pressure, you know, having a high pressure job, and with a club that's you know Champions League or bust again. I mean, like sitting at the round of sixteen, like Tottenham did this year. I mean, with PSG, you know, if he was coaching at PSG, he would you know it would be out, you know, there would be yeah. outrage, there There'd would be, be you know, there would be anger, yeah, there would be questions. You know, is he the right man for this? So I, at the end of the day, I don't think he's leaving a cushy job yeah. like that. And and I'm gonna say, I think the idea of Pochettino will always be better than Pochettino in actual practice. I think it's better that PSG fans dream about the idea of Pochettino rather than him actually coming in and having those expectations. So now, on to our eighth candidate. And I will go back to our disembodied voice to reveal who it is. Well, thank you, Mark. And may I say you're quite the handsome man. He's 40 years old. He's from Porto, Portugal. He won the Europa League with Porto. He's managed Chelsea and Tottenham. 
and in his spare time, he drives race cars. He is currently unemployed. His name is Andres Villaboas. Andres Villaboas. Now, that was the most recent rumor as of today that they were in, yeah. quote, and, I, and it's not from the most reliable of sources, but that name has come up. It's not a well-known name. It's not a highly um, highly um, marketable name. But ever since they've sort of started these rumors about Emery's departure, this name has continually come up. Henrique knows him, the sporting director. I think they're probably friends or something, or they've, they, they've been in Portugal together, I think. Henrique was there when uh, Villaboa was at um, Porto. I'm pretty sure they crossed paths. Um, Villaboa has been in decently high-profile jobs, not successfully, but he's one of those guys that at one point was one of the um, hottest names in coaching. He was one of those new... He's kind of what Pochettino is now to a degree. But he didn't do very well. He went off to Russia to coach. Then he went to Shanghai to coach. Now he's driving race cars somewhere. And there's a chance that if the top two candidates fall through, that this man that I'm sure a lot of PSG fans have only a cursory knowledge of will be their next manager. And I'm pretty sure if this happens, I'm going to have to go off of Twitter for a couple of days because there's going to be a lot of upset, angry people. So what do you know about Andres Villaboa? And it is okay to say not much. Yeah, not much. Uh, no, but I guess, like, when you, once, you, once you, you know, tweeted me this uh, rumor, I scrambled and, and tried, to, uh, tried to, you know, gather as much, you know, knowledgeable, or at least, you know, information that, that would be useful for any non, you know, any PSG supporter that doesn't really know about him. Um, but, you know, uh, like you said, he has had high-profile jobs at Chelsea, Tottenham, Porto, and coaching in Russia with Zenit. Um, but he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't, he's just been off the grid for like the last couple of years. You know, he he, he he last coached a couple of years ago in China, and after that, it's just been, you know, just been off the grid. Um, but uh, for me, if they, if they were to actually go through with this, it would be a shocker, like, and not in a good way. I mean, there is a lot of, there is, I honestly think there's some rumors to this, or there's some legs to this rumor, because his connection with Enrique, um, both of them, you know, like, both of them were at Porto. Um, both, uh, they, they're both Portuguese, so you know there's already some familiarity with, with each other. And but we will see. Um, not 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 the sexiest coach, not the sexiest names out. No, that that see. not not really at all. <laughs> and and you know a lot like you said, I think PSG, Reddit, Twitter, everything will just burn down if, if this actually actually went through. Um, a lot of people have to stay off uh, yes. Twitter for a couple and, of days. And, and just an exa- just an example, um, uh, David Wood, who is at uh, Munierist, I think I'm saying that right, on Twitter, 
His response is, I don't buy Andre Villaboa for, to PSG for a second. Team cannot afford a manager without credibility. So just a bit of a taste of what you are going to hear if this man actually gets the coaching job. Now, for for the I'm going to give you guys uh, out in PSG talk land, I'm going to give you some life advice. Sometimes it's not really about how qualified you are to take a particular job. And this can be in any job in life. Uh, postman, um, aid worker, whatever job you want to talk about. Sometimes... It's about availability. Are you available? Do you have two legs? Do you have two arms? Sometimes you don't even have to have those. Do you have a pulse? Can you show up? Will you take our paychecks and not complain? And when we tell you to do something, will you do it? And if the answer to those questions is yes, congratulations, you're hired. And that sometimes is how life works. Sometimes it's not about your talent or your skill. It's just, are you available? And right now, if Andres Villaboa is nothing else, he is available. He's driving race cars. That's what he's doing with his life right now. So if PSG strike out on their high-profile candidates... You come to a point where someone has to coach the team. You can't go without a coach. So at some point, if the top candidates turn you down or take another job, here's this guy that Henrique knows who's available. And I'll give you an example. Like at my job, sometimes it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And sometimes the people that work there are people that the people who are in charge know. Because why go out and do this really painful search and negotiation when you can just hire someone's kid? It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how a lot of life works. So what I'm kind of really doing here is I'm, I'm bracing PSG fans for what is a legitimate possibility. Which is that in life, sometimes it's about your availability. Apparently, he runs a 4-2-3-1. It doesn't really matter what system he runs. It doesn't really matter exactly how good he is right now because we don't know. Maybe he comes in and he becomes the next great coach in European football. I mean, it's a possibility. It's not likely, but it's a possibility. And I think if you got Boa, I think you'd get a lot more... Um, youth players playing, I think Henrique would have really taken control of the team. If Villaboa gets this job, it will tell you that Antero Henrique has taken a lot of power in, um, in that organization. So I think you would see a lot of, I think you'd see that youth movement. Again, who knows how he would be as a coach because he hasn't been a coach at a high profile position for at this point going on three, four years. So I'm going to store this one under, it's possible. It's genuinely possible. Now, let's talk about, before we go to our, um, our sort of our predictions, we have two more candidates, and they are the favorites, actually, in my opinion. 
So let's go to favorite number one. It's Luis Enrique, 47 years old, from Gijón, Spain. He's won the Champions League with Barcelona and is currently unemployed. So before we go into Luis Enrique, I just have to say I've pronounced Villaboa about six different ways. So if he's going to be the coach, I better learn how to say this guy's name right. So um, Enrique, intriguing possibility as an actual candidate. There's rumors now that he's going to take the Chelsea job, which I don't think makes any sense at all. Why would you choose Chelsea in that situation with a team that you're objectively going to be the, um, let, let's put it this way. Chelsea right now is in fifth place. They're out of the Champions League. Why would a coach like Luis Enrique, who seems to like to coach teams that are fairly easy to coach when it comes to talent, why would he want to slog himself around in the Europa League for a couple of years trying to sort of rebuild a Chelsea roster that's not really one of the better ones in um, England? I wouldn't even put him in the top five. They might be the fifth best team talent-wise in uh, England right now. Why would he do that when he can go to PSG and coach Neymar? It makes no sense to me, which is why I think that Enrique to Chelsea thing is a power play by Enrique to try to get more money. That's what I think it is. I don't think it's a legitimately serious rumor. Which is why I still put him as one of the favorites. Would Enrique be a good option for PSG? Is it good to get Neymar's old Barcelona coach, maybe settle Neymar a bit, and just straight up build the team around Neymar and Neymar's skill? Which is what Enrique would do. Yeah, no, it's, it's a perfect, uh, I would, I, he would be uh, an obvious choice for me yeah. um, as well. I um, mean, like you said, he has familiarity, he has familiarity with Neymar, and, and he's coached a, a top three, you know, a front three that included Neymar, Messi, and um, Suarez. So, you know, he'll get the, uh, he'll get the, uh, I don't want to say lesser version of that, but he'll get, you know, the next level of, of that, so you know he's he'll be able to to you know to to uh, how would you say it uh, work his I guess magic um, yeah. and and you know like with his tactics um, he prefers I, I I'm not sure I've read a lot of uh, when it comes to his uh, formation he likes to either go to four three three or three four three yeah um which um, again um. It, it, I would like to see the, the three back system just to just to just to get a, uh, a new look after you know just to get a new look. Yeah. Um, and and he's, he has he has the he has the credentials. I mean, he's won he won the the treble um, in his first season at Barca, so you know he has the hardware and the silverware to back up you know in, to back up his resume. Um, He's done it in the Champions League. Um, what else? What else can we put? Um, uh, well, I'm going to tell you my positive for Luis Enrique. The positive for Luis Enrique is that if PSG want an injection of somebody different 
that's going to pretty much keep the exact same thing that they're doing now, just Enrique-ized. And that's who you would get. He'd be expensive, but he's the guy that if you want to kind of settle everything down in the sense that Neymar will like to play for him, Neymar likes him, and you don't have to worry about Neymar um, going to nine other different teams because apparently that that, uh, shit is starting up again, which... Oh, yo, my God. I I, I think, which again, kind of goes to the elephant in the room here, which is... How do you make how do you make Neymar happy and do you want to be the club that's there just to consistently make Neymar happy? Now, I think giving him Luis Enrique as his coach is a legitimate hire. He's a legitimate coach. He's done things. Now, I don't think he's going to be the greatest change in the world. I don't think that club's going to change all that much. But if the job is to make Neymar happy and I don't, again, I, and I'll just go to, into this for like th- a minute or two because I don't want to give it more time than it's worth. Because um, there, there's so many reasons why these rumors are just total and complete nonsense. Because without a release clause, PSG have all the leverage here. I'm just telling you, in the first year of the contract, PSG have the entirety of the leverage. Now, in year three, that leverage goes away as a little bit more. Because now he's only a year away from being able to get out of his contract. I think it's a four-year with a player option or something like that. So, at some point in the future, PSG would be incredibly stupid not to sell Neymar and get 400 million to 500 million euro for him. They would be out of their mind. So, eventually, yes, PSG will sell him. But in the first year, for 300 million to some English team, no, it's not going to happen. So, moving on from that, um, I think Enrique's uh, more inspiring than Ancelotti, but not a whole hell of a lot more inspiring. Yeah. But, again, if you want to kind of keep things on the steady, he would be the guy that you would go with. So, for our final contestant, I will go one more time to the disembodied voice. It's Maximiliano Allegri. He's 50 years old from Livorno, Italy. He has three consecutive domestic doubles with Juventus and two Champions League finals. Uh, Fun fact, he has never in his life coached outside of Italy. So this is an ESPN FC scoop. This is a Jonathan Johnson scoop. So I'm going to take it with some with a, a bit of credibility. I'm sure PSG want Maximiliano Allegri. And if Allegri feels that he's gone all as far as he can go with Juventus, and I think there's an argument to be made for that, this would be a legitimate test for him as a manager to come in to PSG. And I think he's the guy that would make the most people happy, I would think. I think the I think he's a kind of guy that would handle that locker room very well. I think he would get along with Neymar and Mbappe. I think he'd get along with Berati and Rabio. I think he'd be tough but fair. I think in a very similar way he's like Simeone was two years ago, 
I, I like this pick if they can do it. I'm still a little bit skeptical that he'll want to leave Italy. But I think Massimiliano Allegri would be a really good choice to lead PSG. I would back the Brinks truck for him. Um, that, that, if they can grab him, I mean, that's why I'm kind of rooting for Juventus to win the Champions League because if they win it, I think he'll say, you know what, I want everything here. I, there's nothing for else for me to prove here that I think I'll, I'll want to move on to a new challenge you know, in my coaching career. So I, I, would, I would love for them to grab him. Um, you know, he's never coached out of it, you know, outside of Italy, you know, and so it's it's just it's not the same like pizza, but it's um you know will he will he want to leave Italy? Yeah. Um, but I just gotta go back to that to that, to that match against Tottenham in the second leg where you know Juventus um, didn't have much going for them offensively, and we're down one nothing, and then his substitution. You know, made the made, made the difference, and 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 it's a matter of, of you know between minutes they they score two goals and and walk you know walk away with uh, and just eliminate Tottenham and walk away onto the next round. So um, it, that's one of the things a lot of people have been critical on Emery, and that's like substitutions and small stuff like that. And, and, it, and it seems like Allegri uh, gets those right. He he knows when to. When when the when the when to substitute, who to start, and 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 the only thing that's eluded him is a Champions League trophy. So he, again, he has the credentials that PSG is looking for, and and he's worked with top talent. So I don't think um, he should command the respect of you know Neymar and all the other players in the clubhouse. Yeah, I think he. I mean, if he's available, if this is legitimate. He's the, and we'll get to this now, he's my number one choice, if he's available. Like, my list would be Ancelotti, not Ancelotti, sorry, Allegri, um, Simeone 2, and Conte 3, Enrique 4. That would be my perfect world short list. Those would be my four. Yeah, I go with um, Allegri at one, Conte at two, and three Simeone. And I guess if you have a fourth one, I'll go with uh, Enrique. Uh, Enrique two at four. Yes. Now for the more hard question, that's in a dream world. What's going to happen in actuality? Who do you think? I'm going to put you on the spot. Who? will be the next coach of Paris Saint-Germain. I, 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 I got my gut says Luis Enrique. Let's, let's see. He's, he's free, you know, he's unemployed, so... He's available. That's a, yeah, that's another... That's, <laughs> he's that's available. He said he's available. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, like, I, that's, that's the thing, he's available and... And he's, he has, you know, he's worked, you know, he's coached Neymar, so that obviously shoots him up the ladder. And PSG doesn't have to negotiate with any um, club to see if they can, you know, convince uh, a manager to join theirs. And, and it's just, there's no messiness to it. It's just pay him, and there, he shows up the next day. 
Yes. So if, if my gut, I mean, it's not the, the, my choice, but if I, my, my gut's telling me it's Luis Enrique, and, and I'm not sure if that's what you're going. Here's what I think's going to happen. I think that PSG are going to kick the tires with Allegri. They're going to see if he's available. I think he's going to want to stay with Juventus. I think they're going to, while this is going on, have conversations with uh, Villaboa to make sure that if all else fails, that Villaboa is available. So I do believe the rumors to a certain extent. I think they're negotiating in case the larger hires fail. I think they want to not be caught without a coach. And Villaboa is somebody that I think Henrique trusts for some reason. So have him on the, you know, have him ready to go in case all else fails. But I do think what will happen is Allegri will turn them down. And I think Enrique to Chelsea is bullshit. I think he would be, that does not seem like something Luis Enrique would want to do. It's way too much of a challenge. He's in a league with Pep which I don't think he wants to be in a league with Pep because he's going to lose. So I'm thinking it's Luis Enrique too. That would be my pick. We'll see, but I think it's going to be Enrique. And if not Enrique, bienvenue Andre Villaboa, and a new era will begin, whether we want to or not. So, um, thank you so much, Eddie. Um, plug your Twitter and anything you're working on. Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter is Eddie1999Razo. Uh, 1991 or 1999? Yeah. 1991. 91. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently, I'm working on a, on a piece. Um, I'm going to pump the tires of Alphonse Lariola. I mean, Somebody's got to. Yeah, I know everybody's, uh, transfer wish list is... Buy a new goalkeeper. I mean, a perfect world. Maybe we could buy a new goalkeeper, but we have this little thing called financial perfect that we got to, you know, satisfy. Yeah. And, and, and buying a goalkeeper isn't, you know, it's a, at the top of the list and it's a luxury buy. And it's not like Alfonso Riola was horrible this year and he's adequate. And that should be good enough, at least for another season. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's just something I'm trying to finish up over this weekend and hopefully have it out by Monday. And that sounds really good. I think uh, we need an Ariola article. I think he's been really good this year. That's a conversation we can have for another time. So, for Eduardo Razo, this is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and I would like to thank all of our contestants on Who Wants to Be Our Coach. They will all go home with wonderful gift bags and possibly a new multi-million dollar PSG contract. So there's that to look forward to. Thank you, everybody, and au revoir for now. This has been Who Wants to Be Our Coach, a PSG Talk production. Eduardo Razo and Mark Damon's wardrobe was provided by the Discount Racket Steers. All contestants will receive a gift basket from William and Sonoma. And remember, have your pets spayed or neutered. Good night, everybody.
Oh, and did I mention that Andre Villaboa looks like Fandango from the WWE? If I didn't, I'm mentioning it now. Drive home safe, everybody.